What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. Yeah. Philly. Philly. Bird gang. Yeah. They got enemies, got a lot of enemies. Everybody hating on that bird gang energy. Bird they trying to take the wave that we on. Check it and respect it, bros. Fourth and John. Ooh, we. Yeah, we got that loud pipe. This that show, all bird gangs alike. Agel, E Rock, Evan, the homie Mike. Ain't no show keeping up in sight. Yeah. When you watching them birds play, Bird. thoughts go through your mind about some misplays. Backstage politics, right. who's next on the trade block? Man. Tune in to 4th and John, get your answers, bruh. If you be in the city, just know that we get busy. We Time there's a whole game tailgate. We lit Cheering on them birds, uh, singing that fight song. E-A-G-L-E-S, we on, look. We from Philly. If you don't know, we run these streets the same way the birds run that NFC East. Giants is weak, skins is trash, Cowboys every season whoop that ass. It ain't no competition, we here for those who listen. Want nothing but the facts, that ego coalition. We could give two fucks about your trash ass team. Our concern is about that black, that white, that midnight green. The feathers on the helmet, bruh, our hearts indebted. Fly Eagles fly, what it's about, bruh, I said it, look up. But I just gotta know one thing. Are you ready? No, I said, are you ready? What's up? Broadcasting from Wildfire Sports Studios, welcome to the 4th and John Off-Season Show, Volume 2. The new norm, boys and girls, that's what Doug Peterson called it, the new norm. What does that mean? It means raising Lombardi trophies, having parades, winning championships. 
But we're used to a little bit of a, another norm here in Philadelphia, especially coming around this time of year. Two years of Howie Roseman doing magical things in the offseason. And once again, he does not disappoint. Move over, Merlin. Go take a seat, Gandalf. Howie Roseman is the real wizard of the offseason. Answer me this. How the hell do you trade away an unvaluable commodity like Torrey Smith and get back a cornerback on a rookie deal costing you nothing? Trading something for nothing. How do you go to a player, the best right tackle in football, and say, hey, bud, listen, Lane, I'm going to need you to do me a solid and restructure this whole deal. How do you go from having the worst salary cap in the NFL to just squeezing right underneath as the bell rings and getting underneath the cap so you can go ahead and move forward with the league new year. How do you sign a guy like Haloti Nada, another beast along the defensive line? How do you do that? Simply because it's the new norm. That's Howie Roseman. And if you pay attention to this offseason and you look around the NFL, there's a lot of Howie parody out there, ain't it? There's a lot of Howie parody, but it's on the cusp of the free agency period, right? Tampering is done. We're going to discuss it all as it pertains to the Eagles and the rest of the NFL. But first, I want to turn it over to my man, Mr. Gail Saunders. <coughs> Eagle Sessions on Twitter. I apologize, Gail. I'm, I'm struggling here. I'm We're sick as a bring dog. You to bro. Woo! I'm sweating during that intro. Yeah, as Evan puts his shirt over his... <laughs> over his nose there. Yeah, I'm a little sick, but how you feeling, man? Uh, pretty good, man. I was sick myself last week. Uh, but, uh, you know, a lot of people were stressing about Howie Roseman, what he was going to do with the cap. That's one thing you never have to worry about with Howie Roseman is he knows what to do with the cap. He's working the numbers. He's two years ahead of time. So when, when you're, you're worrying about uh, the, the, the amount of cap that we had, he thought about this probably a year ago. Can you hear me yeah. on the mic? Yeah. Can you hear me on the mic? I can hear you. Yeah. Okay, I can't hear myself. But anyway, uh, I, I feel like uh, you know, I feel like it's a, it's an opportunity to get better. Uh, Howie Roseman showed that he could get better. Think about our defensive line last year, and now we're actually better this year. Right? That, I would have thought that. Think about that, that. That's that. that's a scary part. It, the free agency hasn't even officially begun yet, and already this Philadelphia Eagles team going into 2018 is a better team than when they win, won the Super Bowl. You're getting Car- First of all, all the pieces you're getting back due to injury. You're getting Carson Wentz back. Jordan Hicks is coming back. Maybe Darren Sproles. Maybe a Jason Peters. But you lose a guy like a Trey Burton and a, and a, and a Bo Allen, you already replace him with one of the best run-stuffing defensive linemen in the NFL. Now, granted, we have to take into consideration the Haloti Nada we're getting is not the right. Baltimore Ravens Haloti Nada. But you are starting to see these veterans who will come to Philadelphia. Again, this was all set up last year by Howie. A destination place. A destination yeah. place. Yeah. Listen, I maybe got a couple more years left in me. Haloti Nada's in his 12th season. He's 34 years old. How much longer is he going to be at this? I might as well end my career in a place in Philadelphia where I have the best chance at winning the Super Bowl. And that's what happens when you become a destination point. Yeah. It's an unbelievable and thing. Then, then you got to think about, you know, it's another move by with the aid of Joe Douglas. It's a, a Ravens... Uh, he's got the history with the Ravens, where Joe Douglas was at. So I mean, you know, it's a it's a good signing. It's a veteran presence, a guy that has always been known to be a leader in the locker room. Just adding another piece to an already better. Again, the draft hasn't happened yet. 
There's a lot that's going to happen. Oh, hell yeah. Free agency hasn't even officially kicked off yet. A lot's going to happen. Foles is still here. And Foles is still well, here. This team is know? already there. Hey, what do you know? We're going we're to get into the Foles conversation. <laughs> Trust me. I, we would not have a fourth and John show during the offseason without a little Foles talk. But next, I want to hand it off to my man, Philly Mike, working the social media. Philly Mike, how are you doing today? Doing all right. Doing all right. I mean... Shit, Lane Johnson's doing us a solid, saving seven and a half mil for the cap this year. That pretty much helps bring us to sign Michael Bennett when he comes over to Philly tomorrow. Uh, yeah, we didn't even mention Michael Bennett. He, oh, uh, this D line is going to be so nasty. I never would picture it to be nasty as what it was last year, but yo, I am so hyped for how this D line might be. I'm doing a hot take. It might be one of the best in NFL history. Obviously, Ooh. we need to see what happens no, first. Starting. I'm starting my <laughs> hot takes. I'm starting my hot takes. But overall, either way, this D-line is going to be nasty. I, I'm just thrilled for it. Jim Schwartz got to be licking his chops. What's the hot take? What? Th- this is going to be the best D-line in NFL history? NFL oh, this history. is going to be NFL history? The, uh, history? Yeah, this is it. This okay, I think right the here. purple people eaters of the uh, 70s and maybe... Say the, all you want, did, man. Here's they, some foursome of the Rams. Want. They go eight deep, though. You got, the, you got the steel curtain of the 70s? Yeah. I don't want to break you out on a history lesson here, my friend. Hey, I'm just saying our deal line last year brought us the Super Bowl. No, our deal last year brought us the Super Bowl. I mean, the way Oprah's shaping up. All right. A little hot take there. Evan Bubblegum here. How are you today, sir? I'm doing well. I just want to remind you guys all real quickly, in in Mike's defense here, do you remember (laughs) in the beginning of last season where we wouldn't even let Michael say the word Super Bowl? Oh, I remember. And where we relegated him to SB? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we could say the words. Well, by the end of the season, we could say the words. We could say them proudly. Um well, I got to agree with everything that you said in the intro, Eek. Uh There is nothing nicer than actually being a destination spot that players at the end of maybe the end of their career looking for one last push towards a Super Bowl or uh, just players that are looking to that, that are in it for the team. I'm looking at players. I want the Eagles to acquire players, and I think Howie has this in mind too, about acquiring players that are in it to win, like Lane Johnson did with his uh, – how he's willing to restructure his, his contract. And Brooks, Brandon and Brooks. Brooks as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He's, he's, he's looking to acquire players that are in it to win and win and look long-term aside from just their, their paychecks. And guys that are going to fit the locker room culture that's exactly. been established here yeah. and get along with the, with the players that – and really fit there, – there's – and we're going to run down the list of the transactions that have uh, gone on in the last four or five days. But when you take a look at a guy like Michael Bennett, uh, there is nothing that the Eagles hold a higher priority on than the chemistry inside their locker room. Mm-hmm. If you can point to one thing How he said it, that won them a Super Bowl, it would be that the locker room chemistry was unlike anything they had right. ever seen, and those guys bonded together. Mm-hmm. So much. And we're going to run through all the transactions, but just touching on that chemistry point, yeah. I mean, they went to some of the veteran leadership inside the locker room, including Chris Long, and said, what do you think about this move? Now, how refreshing is it? We've, we've all seen the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl highlights where Nick Foles is coming over to the sideline to Doug Peterson, and he's saying to him, hey, you know, what do you want to run here? Doug Peterson already made the decision to go for it on fourth down. Nick Foles makes the decision on what, on what play they're going to run. Mm-hmm. Isn't it nice now that you're getting input from the players to the front office, guys that will vouch for other guys? And regardless of what you think yeah. about Michael Bennett and the whole Las Vegas situation, hey, listen, I don't like it either. I'm, a, I'm from a, 
household of police officers and 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 that you know it's it's a touchy subject and I don't want to get into it too much but when you got guys in the locker room vouching for an individual like that how can you say it's a locker room cancer yeah when it's already cleared the locker room when to he, begin with he's done a lot of community stuff for in Seattle I mean he's done a lot of work yeah. um I just think yeah you know a lot of guys have messages and you look around the NFL look at look at what team the most in the NFL has like stuck by their guys even though they had messages uh, off the field, like a Malcolm Jenkins or a Chris yes. Long. Yes, sir. I mean, we are the woke Woke-a-Delphia Eagles right now. I'm going to put that on the shirt. Yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was saying. Woke-a-Delphia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I like it. I like it. Woke-a-Delphia Eagles. They said they kept saying J.H.I. was going to be a locker room cancer when he first came here. Remember how that worked? I just Everybody needs to relax. Winning, winning solves everything. Exactly. Yeah. Doug Pearson's got this. He's got this. He'll calm down the locker room, make sure everything's up in shape. Everybody just needs to calm down. I mean, Peterson's done a great job of cultivating his locker room to the point where, like you said, like he can he can go to to um um Nick Foles and mm-hmm. give him a play on a fourth down right. call, which is the most amazing play in uh, Super Bowl history for us. Uh, he there's a great relationship. There's self awareness with this with this whole organization. It's it's a beautiful thing. You don't see an organization or football team this uh, woven, woken, <laughs> woven and woken, woven and woken. <laughs> you know I like it. Hashtag <laughs> woven and woken. And in this age, I mean, that's for a, a that's guy o- outside of the you know the Eagles. And you're looking at the outside in. You're like, man, this is a destination point where I would love to play. This is a culture yes. in the locker room that I want to be involved with. If I want to get saved and baptized, Carson Wentz and Nick Foles could baptize me in the <laughs> locker room. And we and we want to get uh, all your opinions on it. The number to call in is 856-391-0099. That's 856-391-0099. By the way, Gail, speaking of the woven and woken style of the Philadelphia Eagles locker room, you can't help but take a look at the rest of the NFL landscape and kind of see different parts of Philadelphia Eagles present and past with what other teams are doing. And when yeah. we're talking about a destination point and players wanting to be there, you take a look at a team like the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that have like a Chip Kelly flavor to it where they're trying to get rid of players, uh-huh. veteran players, good, talented players because they're a little too mouthy in the locker room, tra- mm-hmm. trading them the away culture. for peanuts? The culture. Yeah. yeah. Adam Gase is trying to establish an author- author- authoritarian – what am I trying to say? Authoritarian yeah, culture down there. <laughs> Whereas if you speak up, we're going to sh- we're gonna ship you off to Philadelphia where you're woven and woken mm-hmm. for a fourth-round pick. We're going to trade J- Landry. Where did he go? Uh, Browns. Browns. He went to Cleveland for a whole lot of nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he's teaching a them a lesson just like he did J.J. Yeah, like yeah, something like that. Yeah. So they're getting rid of all their talented players just, to, just for people to get in line. Let me tell you something. That Chip Kelly tried that shit in Philadelphia here. It didn't work out. It went very poorly. Meanwhile, you take another look at a team inside of the very same division in the Buffalo Bills. Looky, looky who's trying to do the double jump. Yeah. Look who looky who's taking a page out of the Howie Roseman playbook yeah. and trying uh-huh. to move up by moving acquire picks as the process truthers would call assets, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Assets to move R. R. up. Sam Hankey. I mean, they traded the Sammy, <laughs> trade <the> Sammy Watkins. <laughs> they let go of... Uh, their D-tackle, what was the name? Marcel and, Darius. Marcel Darius. They, they, they traded away their left tackle, right? What, Cody Glenn. Cody yep. Glenn. And they're trying to move up. You know what that's for. You know, they're trying to. They're out there Ooh, trying to find. They're going to go up higher. They're, oh, they're going to go up higher. Yeah. This is not done. The so Bills the are not done. the destination spot is what? The two? They have to the jump. Three? The three. The three. They have to jump three. Yeah. six for sure. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Speaking of which, you hear him on the microphone, and he just put up an article on fourthandjohn.com referencing his favorite player in Eagles Green, <laughs> Mr. Ronald Darby, Levon Nelson. How are you today, sir? I'm doing very well. Um, thank you for that. Uh, <coughs> I don't hate Ronald Darby. Let's let's not get that twisted. <laughs> I just want draft picks for somebody who's not going to be here beyond 2018. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Um, as for Howie Roseman, everything he's doing – so beautiful, and I think the best thing that happened to him was learning from what Chip Kelly messed up with. Yes, sir. Because Chip shipped these players out without anybody having noticed how he's going to the players and saying, hey, should I do this? What do you think? Yeah. yeah. Is this yeah. a good move? And thank you, Chip Kelly, in that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's about, the only, that's about the only thing we can thank Chip Kelly on. Uh, somebody recently tweeted me that uh, you know Chip Kelly died for our sins because <laughs> it was uh, it was Kiko Alonso and Byron Maxwell that allowed that trade up to Wentz. No, he Chip listen, Kelly three sixteen. Howie Howie Roseman was getting up to get Carson Wentz regardless. But if there, uh, Nelson, you are one hundred percent correct. If there's one thing that we can thank Chip Kelly for, is a diagram on how not to fuck this thing up, which right now the Dolphins are down that. That road. Also in studio is our intern Lacey. Lacey, how are you, darling? Good. How are you? I am doing fine. What do you think of this Eagles off season so far? Um, I'm liking it. I'm liking it. I think, um, like Lee said, like I think it's good that we're getting the players' perspective too as well. Um, <coughs> I think my favorite so far has been Worley coming in. Mm. Um, he's 25 to 32. 25 starts with three interceptions. I like those numbers a lot. So, um, yeah. $870,000 cap hit, two years left on his rookie deal. Correct? Mm-hmm. Former 2016 third-round pick. Third round, yeah. And he's from Philadelphia. And he's from Philadelphia. And, now, and, that, and he's a guy that they, they had interest in. They brought him into the uh, facilities. Yeah. So, so it's like obtaining another third-round pick, rewinded back in history, but regardless of what Worley does, whether he fits the system or not, whether he's a – He's a backup corner or not. Two things are absolutely undeniable. Number one, how does how again, how does Howie trade an asset that you were going to release anyway to relieve cap room and Tory Smith, trade him to the Panthers and get just something in yeah. return? It's unbelievable that he just got something in return. This is like uh when they traded um Mark Sanchez away from the Denver Broncos for a conditional seventh. Yeah. You knew he wasn't gonna be on the roster, but you were able to trade him away. Just to get something, something in return, Justin. Why do people still answer his phone calls? Like the other GMs, you know, you're the getting league. finessed. Like I would, if I saw like Howie's number come up, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even answer it because I know I'm going to get fleeced. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to get drug across all the national yeah. shows: FS1, ESPN. Uh, you know, Skip's going to make fun of me. Stephen A's going to make fun of me. You pick, you Why pick would up I the answer phone that? And it's Howie Rose. Hi, this is Howie Roseman, Philadelphia Eagles. You hang the fucking thing up because you know you're about to get screwed. I'm on this Game of Thrones. Cli- uh, oh, now you trip. are, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now. Yeah. No, so, yeah. so, so now um, I'm on this Game of Thrones trip where I'm. I've been trying to watching. tell this show to you for like years, though. I know, I know, but there's Keep this. Black sales at the time. Black sales. Fucking pirates. fucking upgraded from pirates to fucking you know some real warriors. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in season six right now. I'm even behind. Six. I'm even behind in my tweets, giving like recaps of how I'm going along because I've only recapped like season three. <laughs> Dude, I thought you were on like season three like <laughs> yesterday. No, I'm you know, on, I, I'm you on know how long six. I was trying to sell you the show. Season six sucks. 
wait. Oh, no, 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 no. Season five sucked. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. Oh. It's fucking better. Oh. Season four was awesome. Season five uh. blew. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make <laughs> is there a, char- is a g- character that I can't stand on there called Littlefinger, right? He's a guy to own the brothel. He's always, you know, whispering in people's ears, getting what he wants out of people, and then flipping that to another thing for his own personal gain. If Howie Roseman calls you up in your office, just know it's Littlefinger mm-hmm. on the other end of the line, and he's trying to screw you in any way possible. So let's run down. <laughs> you want to take a phone call? We got some callers lined up. All right, fuck it. Let's take a phone call. Let's start rolling through because I know there were people on hold waiting 11 minutes before we even aired. So let's uh, let's punch up the first caller. We don't have our board up yet. So caller, go talking. All right, fuck it. Let's take a phone. I hear me. Caller, you were on. You were talking. How you doing? Let's, uh, let's we Do we have another caller that we can go to? We'll go. We'll get back to that one. No. Hey, what's up, man? It's a uh, Philly guy. Hey, what's happening? Hey. Hey, all right, there he is. He caught up. He caught up. Just turn it down in the background so we can hear you, bud. So, what do you think about this Eagles offseason and the moves that Howie Hello? Roseman has done so far? What do you think of those moves? There you go. Hey, what's up, Bubba? What's, ha- what's happening, my man? The problem I'm having is that uh, you're. Yeah, if you turn it, if you turn it down, turn it down in the background. Just listen to it through the phone. You that? All right, call back when you're ready. We're, we're, we're just gonna move on. All right, we were talking about the Chip Kelly era just a little bit ago. Remember Sam Bradford? Now he's out to the Cardinals with the one-year, twenty million dollar deal. Well, now the Cardinals just signed another quarterback. Oh, who's this? Mike Lennon. Oh, <laughs> Fucking God. Mike Lennon. They got Mike Lennon as well. So now they have Sam Bradford, Mike Lennon, at least right now, so, going for the, for the number one spot, trying to be the starter. They're anticipating needing yeah. a backup quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> so Arizona, that's plan A yeah. and B right there. So Arizona is basically the destination for basic bitch quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. you got to feel bad for Larry Fitzgerald, yeah, Larry though. And David Johnson. <laughs> Fuck him. I don't feel bad for anybody. You know, <laughs> you know why? Because Nick Foles is still here, and things are shaking up exactly the God. way I thought they were. If you take a look at the draft order, and we'll get to the moves that have been made already, but we're, we're just going with this. Uh, if you look at the draft order, the Browns already traded for Tyrod Taylor. All right, They got the one and the four. Chances are they're going to draft another quarterback. All right, if you want to get above the Browns and force their hand, you got to trade with the Indianapolis Colts at the three. So the Browns, then you got the Giants, Barkley, right? We can all kind of consensus that Barkley is going to be. I'd say the Browns. Know. Barkley's going one. I was going to say the Browns, one? yeah. They have nothing else they need yeah. right now. Who, the Browns? I mean, they no, could he's take going it. Browns. Tyrod Taylor. They could go Donald first. Jarvis Landry, now they've got Barkley. Come on. Come all right, on. so here's Not, the, before no, we get no. in the mock draft central, here's the point I'm trying to make. you got the Browns, the Giants. The Colts who are sitting there pretty at three, like who wants to give me a King's Ransom to move up here to get That's your quarterback? The, the Browns again at four. The Broncos, they signed Case. I kind of like that. They knew they were going to miss out on Kirk Cousins. Case Keenum's a serviceable quarterback. $18 million a year for Case Keenum. This is free agency, man. <laughs> oh my but, but, but that's the thing about NFL free agency. Everybody talks about budget. Everybody's trying to talk about, you know, the if the market, price man. is right. That's the market. It's the market. Every NFL player just strives to get to that free agency point. The average NFL career is three years. If you're lucky, you play eight, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're in that eight-year career, maybe you get one big payday. So, I mean, that's that's the pay... Like, the quarterback position is of such value. Either you have or you don't. And the way the Vikings played, Keenum was serviceable enough. Believe it or not, I I think this makes 
Denver uh, is not a long-term solution, but I do bl- believe it makes him a, it's a bridge a, guy. It's a bridge guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you could, you could bring another guy in for a year. You could bring another I mean, guy you, in. No, for he's he's the year. He's the year guy, and then you <coughs> so bring in a, a the draft Paxton Lynch experiment is over. It's, it's oh, over. that was a it's failure. Over, bro. It's <laughs> over. But they might go. They might take another quarterback there. They might not. They might be satisfied with Case. They might go another position. The Jets, right before we went on the air, agreed to terms with uh, Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater, Bridgewater. Bridgewater, right? One year deal. It. And Ryan Fitzpatrick. Take that. Who was the other one? Uh, Josh McCown they signed as well. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So they have two now. So yeah. they have two. So they might address another position. Uh, the Bucks, the Bears, the 49ers, Raiders, Dolphins, Bills are in the middle of a double jump. They're sitting there at 12. All right, they're not done. They're 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 yeah. doing something else. They have so many picks. And I wouldn't be well. surprised if Indianapolis is going to be that dance partner, so they can move up and get their guy. You don't start doing stuff like that unless you are absolutely one hundred percent convinced that your quarterback is within this draft, the same way that Howie Roseman did when uh, Carson Wentz was there, mm-hmm. doing everything in their power to get up to that number two spot and draft him. All right, so you got the Bills, Redskins, Packers, and then Cardinals, who seem to be the odd man out and just don't know what to do at 15. They would still draft a quarterback if one fell to them within that position. Maybe some of these other teams, like the Broncos, um, probably not the Jets, but maybe you know the Browns pass on a quarterback this time around or wait till the second round. Maybe they get somebody else's leftovers in the mid-rounds. But anything after that, including Minnesota, who signed Kirk Cousins to a fully guaranteed deal. Oh, my. A big one. 86 mil. Now, all of a sudden, you take a look at the landscape of Guaranteed. those Guaranteed. those teams within the first round who might have been a possibility to trade a first-round pick for Nick Foles. And again, I don't know who on Twitter told the Eagles Nation that they were getting a first-round pick in this year's draft for Nick Foles. But now, after free agency hasn't even started, the cards haven't even completely fallen yet, and already that looks like a complete wash. Agreed? Oh, on the, the one? On the one. I mean, I, I think that was the asking price for, for crazy people. <laughs> but uh, I think you ask for a one and four, you get back maybe a two and a four. I mean, that's the real price. You're, you you got to ask high. Mm-hmm. But a two and a four. Wasn't at, worth it. Yeah, at, at, at this point in the season, without knowing exactly how Carson Wentz is going to But wouldn't it be out? crazy if it come the season time? Uh, Bradford goes down. <laughs> yeah, again, <laughs> and we call up the Cardinals. And like, hey, we got Nick Foles. Now, now that's the exception. That's the, you know that's why it was so important. Because when I said I don't know who put it in, in Eagles Twitter's head that they were getting a first round pick for Nick Foles, yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of it was well, it was the Sam Bradford trade. That's why context is so important. Yeah. I mean, the Vikings knew at that point what we didn't. And that's that they were closer to a Super Bowl than we all anticipated. And they were in full desperation mode. They were in full, holy shit, we think we can make a run, and now we don't have our quarterback. That's why context is so important. I don't want to wish injury on any organization, maybe except Dallas, or, uh, you know, any any quarterbacks going, maybe except the Giants. Um, But unless that happens again... You're not getting a first-round pick for Nick Foles. In fact, if you just let him play out his deal as an insurance policy and he walks and signs a bigger deal, you're probably going to get a third-round pick compensatory pick for him in the 2020 draft. Yeah. Right? Or the 2019 draft. 2019. 2019 draft. So let's look over the the moves that the Eagles have made so far. Torrey Smith, the Carolina for Daryl Worley. Who against 2016 third round pick, 25 starts, and only 870,000 against the cap. Exactly. Now you have a plethora of young defensive backs who are costing you literally peanuts in NFL terms 
What do you do with all those DBs yeah. at this point? I mean, Worley has that experience that you like, but he also he's 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 pretty pretty good in press. Um, he but tackles he's, well. But, but he also <laughs> is very aggressive, and maybe they think of him as like a safety, maybe the Corey Graham role, maybe perhaps. Okay. But it just gives you depth, though. I mean, that's quality depth that can play corner, maybe safety. And the Eagles were thick by resigning Robinson as well. Yeah, I mean, if you don't, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. So the thing is, what do you guys think of the Jalen Mills ordeal? You see what was going on with that a couple of days ago? Tweeting out that? lyrics, tweeting out lyrics, and then there, and then he did like I think his last Instagram post I saw like yesterday, day before, it said peace, and it said Philadelphia International Airport, and he hasn't said anything since. He's probably on vacation. This is Eagles Twitter <laughs> making know. a big thing out of nothing. Like he's sweet, he's but, tweeting lyrics, but, and, he, and he's he's probably on his way to fucking Aruba. But either way, like we were saying, I, I agree with Lee. You gotta trade, you gotta trade cornerbacks. I don't see why you can't. Like he was, like Lee was saying about Ronald Darby, you gotta listen to offers. Yeah, Lee, Lee, give us a synopsis of your Ronald Darby piece there, because you were you were thinking that Ronald Darby would be the one that would get moved out of the group. Well, Darby's a free agent next year. Mm-hmm. Every other corner is locked up <laughs> for at least two more years. You drafted Sydney in the second last year. Jalen's been a starter for the last two seasons, and uh, Douglas filled in completely fine when Darby was out. In fact, he had, what, two picks in his eight starts, something like that? He, uh, Douglas was fine for somebody that played one year of college ball and then came to the NFL and stepped right in. We have to think about the also, like, Timmy Jernigan deal. Like, the Ravens wanted to move. They knew they were bringing back Jernigan. Yeah. They knew that they are not going to sign him long term. So what happens? Team came calling and was like, hey – you want to f- Howard comes calling. You want to flip him and move up. So I mean, that's a possible opportunity to get maybe into the third. Same cause... thing with the Bills last year when they traded Sammy Watkins, and mm-hmm. and same thing with Jordan Matthews. Jordan Matthews had one year left on his deal, and they you know he wasn't in the long term plans for the Philadelphia Eagles, so they they flipped him to Buffalo. I mean, if you see what some of the guys are getting <coughs> out there on free agent free agents that are Brent Grimes at thirty four years old just mil. got ten mil for one year. Yeah. Darby's so, going to get back. Darby's going to cost you. He's 24 I mean, years old right now. The thing is, right like, now. people are like, uh, I mean, he's a quality corner. So when he you, definitely is. If a quality corner is on the market and you need a corner, you grab him. The teams will give you a, a third. You think you could recoup the same price that you got you him could. for? You could. That third-round pick? Yeah, you all could. these teams were missing out. The Browns were trying to get uh, Tremaine Johnson lost out to the Jets on him. They could come calling. Well, they just traded a whole bunch of I mean, of picks ideally, away, ideally, we want to keep him here. Like, yeah, I mean, ideally, yeah. we want to keep him here. That's a pretty yeah. full but if the DB is, room, if, <coughs> right? If they meet the price, but when you think into the future, you think about like, okay, can we afford him? Probably not. You can't. You can't. No. You can't. Once his mega deals come, so <laughs> yeah, they far away. The only way you save money is by drafting a quality. I mean, you got to draft the right person. Yeah, but that's where you're going to save the money. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so it's so funny that you're seeing like other teams now playing by that Howie Roseman. Listen, if this guy isn't in your long term plans and he's still in the, on the rookie deal, w- w- let's flip flop picks. Let's swap picks. Give me a late round pick or give me the player. Let me move up. Let me get an asset. Let me give you an asset that's not in our long term plans. Give me your asset that that you don't intend on re-signing for dirt cheap. And now with this bounty of of defensive backs, and also I think, too, Vinny Curry plays into this a little bit. Definitely. You're not going to see these guys move until draft day, until day two, when that one team that misses out on their defensive end or their their defensive back in round one, the guy that they wanted got taken, and now all of a sudden it's the third round. It's the third round. You still didn't get that corner that you wanted. All right, you call up Howie Roseman. You call up Littlefinger. 
and you and, <laughs> yeah, and, and, yeah. and you go get fleeced once once again. I mean, those are how Howie's signature moves. If he yeah. was a wrestler, off the top rope comes the uh, Curry trade. Yeah, he'll call you up, and you know he's got signature moves waiting. In the wings. I want to make him an offer he can't refuse. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. So it wouldn't surprise me if you, if you, if Howie's you know calling in the second round or picking up the phone and dialing out in the third round and saying, "Hey, listen, I'll give you Curry and a and a fourth. I'll give you Curry and a fifth to to move into the third. You know that that's when you're talking assets mm-hmm. that you don't plan on retaining, plus later round picks to move up, get that day two pick. They got to do something because the way their draft is set up right now. We keep talking about long-term future and keeping the window open, so on and so forth. They got the 22nd, and they don't pick again until round four uh, Round four at uh, 127. It's a lot of picks in between. Yeah, that's there, a, that's there a no lot way, of picks. There is no way Howie Roseman goes that long without picking somebody in those We said rounds. the same thing last year. Yeah. Hey, Justin, we're going to go ahead and take another phone call. Caller, you are on the line with 4th and John. The Eagles are on the brink of making it happen free agency wise turn down your volume in the background and how are you feeling <laughs> you there bud <laughs> hello hello how do you feel about the eagles free agency so far if i am on i can't hear anything you can't hear anything uh... all right you know, we'll have to figure out the phones later. There's something going on where they can't hear through the phone line. They're like on a new studio. Delay. We're still getting used to the new setup. Ten second delay out there. Oh, he needs some milk. <laughs> All right, next move was up with Lane Johnson. Gail, watch, re-watching the video from two weeks ago, you talked about, listen, you might have to go around the locker room calling to some fa- calling yeah. some favors to some veteran leaders and say, listen, man, you got to help me out here, free up a little bit of cap room. I didn't expect it to be Lane Johnson, but I'm happy that he was willing to restructure. Man, he was a $12.48 yeah. million dollar hit on the cap. Now uh, he's down to just shy of $5 million. That's a $7.5 million savings. And then Brooks took a pay cut as well. I mean, you think about how special it must have been in that locker room for these guys to actually – you know they they know what it takes for this team to stay intact. Mm. I, mean, I, I mean that's a quality move right yeah. there. I that mean, is a quality move. You know for a guy who wants to be here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And that says something to the player scouting because not every player has that mindset. You got to have a player that's willing to do something like that. You got to look for stars that are willing to take that pay cut. No, I'm not saying in every position, yeah. but yeah. you you gotta have you gotta There's not have a lot of me guys. guys. There's not a lot of me guys. Yeah, on you this take team. you take a, a a ride on a bus down Broad Street and see and the, the, the the probably the the people. I mean, Matt Collins rides his bike there. <laughs> like, I mean, they they've got to feel like such a sense of like, wow, we really did something here, and we can keep doing this uh, for the next couple of years. Yeah. We we put a high priority on having guys like Malcolm Jenkins in the locker room, having guys like Chris Long, like Legarrette Blunt who already had that Super Bowl experience and who had a ring on their finger. We put a high priority on that because they knew what it took to win. The unselfish nature, the discipline, the hard work, putting it in day in and day out, what it was going to take to win. Mm-hmm. Well, now you've got a locker room full of those guys. Yeah. You've got a locker room chock full of people straight off the buses, still probably covered in confetti. Mm-hmm. Jason it's green! Gel- yeah, it's, and it's green. <laughs> Jason Kelsey's probably still hungover. <laughs> You know, but they know what it takes to to do it, and that's why it's so important to get back there and do what it takes on a personal level right. to help this organization that 
The coaches are coming to the players and asking them what should we do. The front office is coming to the players and asking them what they should do. They've rewarded players that have shown loyalty and hard work. Guys like Alshon Jeffrey, who played all last year with a torn rotator cuff. Guys like Timmy Jernigan, who came here with one year left and re- and, re- and rewarded them. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's, it's a way... Now the front office is getting rewarded for that. Mm-hmm. They've been rewarding the players by getting their input, and now the front office is getting rewarded by players that are willing to take a little bit of a pay cut to, in order to help the common good. Mm-hmm. That's a Super Bowl champion mentality. Yep. Tough one today, Brent Selleck. Ouch. Saves yeah. you $4 million of cap space. We all kind of knew yeah. it was coming. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's a possibility you know, they, they could have told him already that uh, they were going to let him go, and they could bring him back. You know, like, hey, we're going to release you just so we can get under the cap and come back with your cool 1.5 mil, maybe. You know what's weird about that, though, is usually they leak that to a reporter. Like, the the Eagles issued a statement about, you know, uh, Brent Selleck riding off into the sunset. Thank you for all your, you know, what right. you've done. So, blah, 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 blah. Zach Ertz put out a statement mm-hmm. about when he came into the league, how he was nervous about a veteran kind of bullying him around or not, you know, giving him the cold shoulder, and Brent Selleck couldn't be. Any you know couldn't be more opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Normally, when there's an intention of releasing a player to get under and then re-signing them on a on a short on a shorter and cheaper deal, that's leaked to reporters mm-hmm. and because they don't want people overreacting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the fact that there has been none of those kind of reports kind of leads me to believe no, this is the final goodbye for Brent Selleck. Or at least to the locker room, because like you were said, <laughs> when uh, they they went to Chris Long about players that. Um that they were thinking about picking with Bennett, right? It, I, they're going to players in the locker room before they make moves. So yeah. do, do you think all these players would be saying their farewells to Brent Selleck if it was really not farewell? Exactly. Jason Peters was the first person. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Picture up. Mm-hmm. Are they going to have to say goodbye to That was telling twice? right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, mean, well, I mean, if you go through uh, training camp, you can always bring him back. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, the window is open. Mm-hmm. That's if he doesn't sign somewhere else. And, and the reports were that he conti- he wanted to continue playing. Yeah. I don't know, I'm not sure how much gas he has left in the tank. He's more of a blocking tight end than anything else right now. I mean, what's his value at his age? Yeah. That was and... like an injured racehorse just waiting in the stand. But it's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just They're going to go around back in old yellow room. <laughs> back in Novacare. Like, it's so weird because like, he's been the definition of an Eagle fan. I mean, of Eagle player. and Everything yeah. you want from an Eagle player, uh-huh. he's been that. Unselfish, and he's hurdled Ed Reed. There's not too many players mm-hmm. that have Are they ever going? hurdled Ed Reed. So, and once upon a time, Brent Selleck restructured his contract. He did to yeah. make it a little bit more cap friendly. Yeah. You think uh, they're going to retire his number? The no. Eagles have what? Selleck? <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? Why dude? wouldn't they? Why would they? I know we have a limited number of numbers left. I know. How many, I don't I mean, even know how many more numbers we can retire now at this point for no, the Eagles. They're, no, they're definitely not retiring. <laughs> Brent put him in the bathroom. Next move, uh, linebacker Corey Nelson, a former uh, Denver Broncos Super Bowl uh, champion. Super Bowl champion. Missed last season with a torn bicep. A special teamer primarily, but once upon a time, I do remember the Eagles signing a linebacker that was a special teamer, and he did turn out to be a pretty good starting linebacker, and now the question is, do we retain that person? That's Nigel Bradham. Remember Nigel Bradham coming from Buffalo? He was a 
quote-unquote special team only player. Maybe they saw something in this guy, but I think it was a very friendly, cap, you know, cap-friendly deal. Yeah, but you're hoping for a lot with that situation. That's exactly yeah. like when we uh, drafted um, Donnell Pumphrey last year and everyone's saying, oh, this could be the next Sproles just solely based off of his size. I mean, just because this yeah. guy's a special teamer doesn't mean he's going to turn into the next night. <laughs> but I also don't want to d- discount him as just a special teamer yeah. role. Like, let's say a guy like Brian Brayman, when the Eagles signed him mm-hmm. midway through the season – because Chris Maragos was hurt and the Eagles uh, special teams unit was struggling, you knew he was a special teamer, yeah. like solely. Bradham, for the most part, during his struggles in Buffalo, remained a special teamer. So I don't want to bring in a guy and say you're only a special teamer. He's going to have the opportunity to compete. I'm not sure. Again, well, to well, talk to your he, point. He was off. Uh, the Broncos offered him. They offered to match it. So it's you know now you have to believe that he was offered to come here for more. Yeah. He has an you know, opportunity here. He didn't have it in Denver. Right. So I mean, you, you could have stayed there for the same price, but obviously. Plus you paper thin at linebacker. I mean, if Bradham actually walks, that's going to be the interesting thing yeah, tomorrow to uh, keep an eye on. Tough. It's going to be Bradham watch. You know, because <laughs> right now the Eagles are under the cap. They're not that far under the cap. But those trades kick in, like the Torrey Smith trade we talked about two weeks ago, how being that uh, high above the salary cap, you know, was the numbers didn't look good. We were dead last in the league, but it wasn't going to take that much to get under the cap. And specifically, we talked about Torrey Smith and we talked about Brent Selleck to get you close to that number. Well, the Torrey Smith trade, and again, I don't understand how you finesse the Panthers out of Worley, but that doesn't kick in until the new league year. So you're going to shave about $5 million off of the cap just based off of that. You're still not in a mode where you can wiggle around a lot. You don't have a lot, of, especially with Haloti Nada being signed, you don't have a lot of wiggle room in the salary cap. So Bradham watch is going to be, if the Bradham signs elsewhere, you know, the the Eagles might hold on to what they hold on to. If if they're planning on bringing them back, they somebody else got to go. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is Bradham and <coughs> Robinson have no rumors about them everywhere. That's else. weird, isn't it? Yeah. All hush. All hush. It's Littlefinger. <laughs> Littlefinger's back behind the scenes, Go whispering. Ship Michael Kendricks tomorrow and re-sign Nigel Bradham. You think so? Wow. That is hot That's take. All right. Hot take. <laughs> what did you say? Ship Michael Kendricks <laughs> tomorrow, get him to Pittsburgh, let him fill okay. in for Ryan Shazier, right. and bring back Bradham. It's one or the other. It, it is one or the other. And the, the Eagles would, played a, we, Eagles played a lot of nickel last year, and then they, they, they also have the Malcolm Jenkins hybrid <laughs> Safety linebacker role. Uh, I mean, he's he's done a lot. So uh, you think about, you know, they think about they could bring another guy in. All right. So so Nelson just kind of laid out his dark horse move, right? Because how he always keeps us guessing. There's always things that kind of sneak up on us that we didn't see coming. There's always a move that kind of shocks us. He always makes out in the end, but there's a, there's one that's just like whoa. So you're saying shipping Michael Kendricks to possibly like a Pittsburgh resigning. Uh, uh, Bradham, that's your dark horse off-season free agency move. Does anybody else have any dark horse moves that they would like to talk about? Get off your chest. Because I got one. Say it with your chest. Jason oh, Peters. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was waiting for you to Jason drop that. Jason Peters. I'm not saying it will happen. I'm not saying it should happen. You're saying what? He just gets released? I'm not saying he gets released. Either. He gets traded. He gets traded. He gets traded. To he, the Giants? No. Wait, why no, would you trade Jason Peters to the Giants? I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> but again, who, who needs linemen more than the Giants? We got called clowns on the YouTube uh, comment section <laughs> for bringing up Jason Peters in, in trade value. But again, at that age, what is he going to be? 37? Is he 37 now? You aging him? You're aging him right 35, now. 35, I thought. 35? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so he's 35. Do a lot of money. Injury history. 
right? He's getting up there in age. You look at all those offensive tackles. We talked tackle. about this last week. Uh, we talked about this last yeah, year. Yeah, he he was got, still playing as one of the best got, left tackles last year. Dark horse move. I'm not saying it will happen. I know. Or I got you. Yeah, I dark gotcha. horse move. Surprise move. Jason Peters gets traded. You're trying to old yeller fucking Jason Peters. <laughs> I'm not trying to old yeller Jason Peters. But if you got to create, who would you rather have, Bradham or, or Peters? Brad. Silence. Silence. Hey. Silence. You hear <laughs> no, that? Peters. Is this thing on? Peters. Silence. You would rather have Peters. You really? I'm not gonna do Yoda like that. No, but oh. okay, from a strictly on the field perspective, I understand locker room, locker room, locker room. But I understand he's a future Hall of Famer. I understand yeah. that before he got hurt, he was the best left tackle of football. But who would you rather have on this you, you roster? To, I think I think you you can go you can get some guys in the draft. Um, I don't I don't I don't I don't know if they really want to pay that much money, pour that into the linebacker core. And last time we talked, you said the draft was deep in what? I, there's, there's Running linebackers, backs, linebackers, tight, tight, tight ends. ends, and um, tackles. Did you say tackles? The tackles aren't. The top <laughs> <heavy>. <laughs> I'm trying to talk him in. I'm trying to talk him in. Tackles aren't top heavy. Like in like at 32, you could get a tackle, but he's not going to be a world beater. Peters is undrafted. Anybody with a dark? Yeah. Anybody with a dark horse? <laughs> uh, I think I think the DB's room is too uh, is too full, man. I see. I, I see possibly uh, Jalen uh, Jalen Mills getting oh! moved. Oh, Jalen Mills getting moved. I am of the uh, www.movemillsthesafety.com founder. All right, I think that or, you know, or Douglas. I, 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 I would hate to lose him too. I just I I'm with it. you on that, E, because I was going to say Ronnie McLeod is on the move. Yeah, so Rodney, so if, you're, if, you're, if you're Rodney's cap is way too high. Yeah, but if you're you're saying that, who's playing slot corner? Robinson. Robinson. Robinson's not here. If he gets, if he gets signed, <laughs> you just got Worley. Yeah, you, you, you got Sidney Jones. You got Darby. I'd rather have Mills at corner than slot corner. No, Mills at slot corner is not Walk a good. Not a good. Well, I mean, because he'll get torn. He's not. He's not fast enough to play else, slot corner. Who else we gonna get? Darbs. Sidney. If in Darb, his first year Darb, back. If Darbs gets traded. But, well, made, I, but I, in that I, case, I don't, think, Mi- I, don't th- I don't think Mills and Darby would both get traded. Uh, no, they no, wouldn't no, both no, get no, traded. No. Absolutely, either one or the other. Yeah, well, they I mean, wait Darby until draft day. Traded, you move uh, Mills over. Mills to the slot. But McLeod is due like what? Well, McLeod's still here. Like he's not going he, anywhere. He's, Something ridiculous. Yeah. But then like nine mil. For, nine? for Rodney McLeod. Yeah. 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 You can't. Yeah, he's up there. He's in like the top five. The cap was eleven. The dead cap doesn't make sense if you move him. Not till after June first. Right. And then you can move them. But if you if you trade them, doesn't that doesn't that team acquire that that salary? Like, is that still dead cap on your on your cap? Well, you eat part of it, but they take the rest. <coughs> I see what you're saying. Rodney McLeod still costing you way too much. Way too restructure. You restructure. All right, he's got to restructure. Also, Malcolm <laughs> Malcolm Jenkins is is high up there. I wonder if they can't. I'm not saying move Malcolm yeah. Jenkins. I want to make that. They tried last good. year for yeah. They, they did that Brandon Cooks yeah. deal. They tried moving Malcolm yeah. Jenkins yeah. in the Brandon yeah. Cooks for, for Brandon. deal. I don't know if they do that now, but. Not after he Brandon Graham. Oh, Trox says Brandon Graham. Someone said it. Someone said it. The elephant in the room, Brandon Graham. We're all Gail, you were talking about this before the show, a little video we posted well, up on the sit- Twitter. I was sitting there thinking about, like, all right, you know, they, they got Bennett in here, right? He just blocked us all on Twitter just now. Yeah. <laughs> Who did? Not Brandon Graham. Fuck fourth and George. Yo, Brandon oh, Graham. Oh, oh. I went from... Yeah. I went from <laughs> it's like, motherfucker, Jimmy Kemsky just pulled us solid and got us all yeah, unlocked. Now we're all blocking. following us right now. Yeah, no, he's I'm, following I'm just, us. I'm just saying the, the, way, the way the Eagles are thinking. You think about the money. You think about how much Graham is going to cost you. Probably 12 mil. 
Yeah. Right. All right. So you got Bennett in here, who's at what five? If the, if Howie wants to make more space, that's seven mil right there that he frees up if he gets rid of Graham. You fucking t- yelling at me about Jason Peters? I'm not trying. No, and you're no, no, talking no. about Brandon not, Graham. Not, not from <laughs> not from my point of view. I'm talking about from Howie's mentality and how he's thinking. So like, they have they have Barnett is your is your is your guy, right? Yeah, Barnett's yeah, guy. Teacher. So now now they're they're putting him in a space where like oh. We're making our leverage here. Like we can, we can move on. We have really? guys in place. You, so you look how think, deep this this. this, this <laughs> you don't line think is. Michael Bennett was just a in case we trade? Just, it, it's just weird. Like to me, it just it's weird. It's it doesn't sit well with me with all these guys in here. I'm just like, all right, what are you guys? Are you talking thinking? about specifically in here, like no, the no, no, sausage no, no, no. fest <laughs> in here. I'm talking about just talking? in general. Like, okay, there's a lot of guys in here. They're they're they need to get, get some cap space. How how long do they think? Brandon Graham can play. That's not me thinking. I'm just thinking what know. they're Brand, thinking. Brandon Graham, which, by the way, let I mean, me, he made the Super me... Bowl play. <laughs> We're trying to get century. in the head of Howie Rose. Yeah, I'm right trying now. to like. <laughs> I'm not you tra- can't. <laughs> you, you There's can't. twists. You got three. Wait till season season seven. You got three There's steps twists. ahead. That's what you have. That's how you have to. Th- if you want to think like Howie, you have to think. So what do you think the, the value for a Brandon Graham would be? Day two pick, man. He's got two years left. I was going to say fourth round pick, fourth, fourth round pick for Brandon I mean, Graham for a date like like Lisa. <laughs> at that a day point, two it's not pick. worth it. It's not. No. The, yeah, it's not. I mean, it's something not worth you don't want to think. You don't want to think about moving Brandon Graham, but if you're thinking about know, off season and you're thinking about like not how deep the the rabbit hole goes, yeah, this is where it goes. If you're thinking about the future of this team. All right, we're going to reattempt the phone calls here. Let's uh, let's give it a shot. We're going to punch up. <laughs> Third time's the charm. You know, it's only our second show here at Wildfire Sports, so we're still getting used to the lay of the land inside this uh, toxic radio studio. Um, the, the caller board isn't even up. So, caller, uh, mystery caller, you're on with Fourth and John. How are you doing tonight? Hello. Hello. Hey. Hey, we got it. We got it. Hey. hey, we got it. Wow. Guys, look at Outstanding. So all the, all the moves that Howie Roseman has made up so far in the legal tampering period, how are you feeling about your Philadelphia Eagles? I mean, Howie is a uh, Howie's a mad scientist. I can see him in his lab with his beakers and, <laughs> you know, you know, working, uh, working, working magic deals in the background. My, uh, my dark horse is Jordan Hicks. Wow. Okay. I, uh, I can, I can see those guys, uh, the, yes, it's how, and I love him to death, but how injury prone he is. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you can count on that guy. Um, guys, by the way, this is uh, this is Tom from the uh, Patterson Ask Fanatics. Oh, hey, uh, what's, what's going up, on, Tom? Hey, appreciate you calling. My, in, my, my boys, how are we doing? Uh, we're we're <laughs> doing we're doing absolutely fantastic. When's your when's your pot on? Uh, we are going. To, our first show will be Friday, March thirtieth, eight forty-five. Outstanding, outstanding. Make sure you tune in to yeah. that one here on Wildfire, correct? Absolutely. Yep, yep. Just uh, finished everything up today. All right. Nice. Well, dude, thanks thanks for calling in. Thanks for being like the first. Absolutely, boys. The Big first fan of the show. Keep up the great work. Appreciate thanks, it, my friend. Up, Appreciate man. it, my friend. And for anybody else who has ever thought of doing something along the lines of this, a fourth and John or starting their own podcast, we would highly encourage everybody to come to Wildfire Sports. Wonderful staff that's very accommodating. They set you up perfectly, you know, when the phones are working. And, uh, you know, Justin's incredible. He's been our producer for Just co- uh, like since the beginning. Our third. Yeah. Yep, since the beginning. This is a, We're entering into our third season. Yeah. 
So uh, if you have an opportunity to start your own podcast and want to get it going the right way, definitely come to Wildfire Sports. Also want to give a shout-out to the writers today who were yeah. absolutely kicking ass. Balling. I mean, they were on top of stuff. It's a tough racket, you know, when you have a podcast and you have a website <laughs> and you try to stay on top. There's a yeah. lot of competition yeah, out tough. there. So it helps to have a, a, a good, solid, intelligent core group of writers that are on top of their game. The minute news breaks... They uh, they break it they break it on Twitter and they write their articles. It's on fourthandjohn.com. Nelson has an article there. A lot of great content. So make sure you check that out. We're gonna go to another. We're gonna get. We're gonna we're gonna attempt another caller. Shit, I'm feeling lucky. Let's try and call you on with Fourth and John. Hey, what's happening, man? How you guys doing? Doing great. What's your name? Where you calling from? My name's Cody. I'm from Lancaster, PA. Oh, we're out there in Amish territory. So how you feeling about these birds? Hey, uh, I just tuned in. Whoever said Jason Peters is your dark horse, I actually, I actually uh, love that move. Um, oh, I thought you were going to call me I an asshole. Was- <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead. Continue. Continue. No, no, no. I've been thinking about that actually for a little bit. I mean, of course you never want to let a guy like Jason Peters go I think we all can agree on that but I mean I think Vitae really stepped up when he had to um I don't know off the top of my head what what Peters would save six mil or something like that but uh, I mean I I agree with whoever said that in there but the reason I called in Mm -hmm. what's what's the um what's you guys' reasoning on everybody wanting to get rid of Ronald Darby I I I I, th- I think the overall reason uh, for for the Ronald Darby wanting to get rid of him is number one you have a lot of cornerbacks out there you know you have a collective group a, a stable let's call them of uh, stallions deals. yeah four on rookie deals so none of them are costing you very much now Darby I think he's a good player I think he gets kind of a bad rap because in the beginning of the season he had that kind of grotesque I mean shit we thought he was out for the the entirety of the season. Mm-hmm. And then he came back. He played okay. He got chewed up in the Giants game. He didn't do much in the Super Bowl. But then again, what defensive player not named Malcolm Jenkins or Brandon Graham really did anything in the Super Bowl, come to think of it. So I I think he gets kind of a bad rap for this one year that he played with the Eagles having that ankle injury, and then trying to come back, you know, rushing back, a little rusty, and and getting chewed up on double moves a couple times. I mean, you got to think at the end of the day, it's long-term. Do they see him as a long-term option? If they don't, then that's when you have to strike while it's hot. This is your window of opportunity. If you you keep him next year, right, and you know you're not going to bring him back, you're not getting anything for him. Compensation. Pick. I mean, I'd like to, I'd like to keep him here, but I'm thinking like Howie. If Howie's like, yo, I need assets. You got four under rookie contracts right now. Right. He he makes five. He's under his rookie. If contract. If he wants so. to make a move in the draft and want to move up, he can throw Darby right in there and move up in the draft to grab a target, targeted piece who will cost you cheap. Or at the 32 spot, they might like a cornerback. And we were talking about <coughs> what's, what's his name, Jackson from LSU. From LSU. I mean, that, there's options out Holy there. Oh shit, another DB. I mean, oh my there's, God. A, there's a there's a but then you're getting a cheaper option. Yeah. Like you're you're getting a guy on a rookie deal for the next three or four years. You know what I'm saying? That's, you I, you I, got I, guys on rookie deals for the next three years. Well, but you you have a guy that you hand picked for this system. Sidney Jones, son. Sidney yeah. Jones. Yeah. Love it. What's up? I think I think the the um, <coughs> the Ronald Darby situation is actually kind of similar to the Nick Foles situation. You're just looking to. 
both of them are not probably going to be long-term answers for this team. Nick Foles is has his position absorbed by Carson next season when he comes back. And Darby, we're not going to be able to pay him. We've been saying that all show. So I think it's the same exact thing in that you know that, yeah, it'd be nice to have him this year, but if we can get value for him, but when we know we're not going to get essentially anything for him next year and they're just going to walk, yeah. then well, look to at, get any value you can. Look at Eric Rowe. Yeah. I mean, well, are you talk, are you, no, well, they traded Eric Rowe away. Yeah, and he was a, a prospect that they drafted, but they didn't see long-term option. They exactly. they moved him. Yep. So, and we were just talking before the show about Jordy Nelson. There was like rumors that he might come to the Eagles. <laughs> like maybe. I like it. Um. Well, he's set to do a visit with the Raiders tomorrow morning. Right. So, I don't know. That might be really. If there nice was any free the agent, if there was any free agent on the uh, wish list that when I heard the news, I wanted to at the Eagles, knowing that full well does absolutely. <laughs> Positively fucking nothing, Jordy Nelson. I mean, listen, they, they, there's your, uh, you know, there, there's your your third, fourth receiver right there. Turns I mean, turns thirty three in there's May. Your, there's your white Tory Smith. <laughs> All you need him to be is white Tory Smith. Yeah, he's, he's not that fast. Well, he's not that fast, but he's a possession. He's a possession yeah, receiver. He's reliable. You know what I mean? He's reliable. He's got right. good hands. He's a good route. You don't runner. you don't he, have to he, ask. Yeah, he's yeah, a great he's route a great, runner. He's a great route runner. That's yeah. that's yeah. So, so, you know, when, when you're setting up that play-action pass, those run-pass options, and you're slinging it Back for... Back shoulder fade all day. Yeah, all day with yeah, Jordy. Yeah. All day with Jordy. I need a white lightning. <laughs> I haven't had a white lightning since Kevin Curtis. <laughs> Chad uh, Hall wasn't doing the job. I need a white lightning. Right, right. Uh, Riley, Riley Cooper, but that was like white. Oh, power. Fu- yeah, what? No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we didn't. We don't. We don't. We didn't want any. Uh, no the, white power. No, and no, that's no, another no. thing. The Patriots. We were talking about the Patriots before. The Patriots are falling apart. Damn, Madola. Deion Lewis is uh, gone. What? There it is. Well, where'd he go? Yep. Where'd he go? Tennessee. 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 I put that. Amadola, Butler, and now Lewis are gone. Oh, and all you Patriots fans wanted to tell me. went to Detroit, didn't he? Correct. All you Patriots fans idea was to sit him? Oh, it's fucking Bill. I know. It's Asshole. Fucking Bill. Asshole. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's Cleaning how you, house. That, Cleaning shit, house. Shit like that is how you lose a lot. Now they might yeah. lose Gronk. He might retire, go play for WWE now. Oh, oh man. Oh. Page, I, t- I tweeted oh. out after it. <laughs> yeah. I said, Patriots fans, just remember who ended the dynasty. Just remember who ended your dynasty. It's the Philadelphia Eagles, and I had all these Patriots fans in my. It ain't over. We've got Tom. We've got that Gronk's coming back. Well, you're losing a lot of your pieces. Wouldn't surprise me too, if you're losing your locker room. Because as Lane Johnson said, it's a fear-based organization, isn't that? Yeah. I mean, we also talked about Seattle. Look at Seattle. Yeah, Seattle's. Crazy. We talked about Seattle falling apart. Yeah. They, they, they fucking lost a ton of pieces. And you think about how hard is it to go back to, to go back to back is so hard to do. You know, you, you looked at when they won the Super Bowl, you're like, oh, they're going to be back. They're going to be back for the next four years it's or whatever. It's incredibly difficult. It's difficult. I think you have a moment. You, you, no one wants to be the Seahawks right now. And when you look at these other teams that have gone to the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl, and maybe revisited again and, and then lost, Eagles fans, we have been conditioned to do two things. Number one is overvalue our own players. Case in point, Nick Foles. All right. Number two, uh, we are so preconditioned to be concerned about the quote-unquote window. How long is this window going to be open? How long can we keep the window open? When's the window open? Well, not a, we're in a unique position now that we've never been in where we're not worried about how long the window is open. We're through the motherfucker. Like, we're on the other side of the window. 
That's when I pound my fist and say there's nothing above the repeat. You've got even a shorter window of opportunity once you've won a championship to win another. Again, there's only three teams since 1990 that have done such. Because you start to get your own play, your players start to get plucked from you. You know what I mean? They want Coaches those Super too. Bowl champions. Coaches, too. Coaches yeah. get plucked from your staff. Yeah. You're up against the salary cap because now you have to reward these players who won you a championship. Mm-hmm. It becomes increasingly difficult to keep a window open, not only not only in just talking regular NFL terms, but once you've gone through the window, once you are on the other side and you're holding a Lombardi trophy, that window shortens even more. So that's why I pound the table and say there's nothing above the repeat, and I like the moves that they're making, bringing in a Haloti Nada. Veteran guy is going to fit right in with the locker room. Nelson, I know you were uh, you were posting up stats like something about when he was in with the Lions. They had the they had the, like less than eighty yards. Rushing. Yeah. yeah, and when he was out, like one hundred and thirteen. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so you know, you know, doing moves like these, being able to go to Elaine Johnson and getting a restructured deal, stuff like that. You know, bringing bringing in a Michael Bennett. This is what what you're seeing right now is a team in win now mode. Because when you try to keep that window open too long, you have a situation like the New England Patriots are in are in right now. You take a look at the Seattle Seahawks. You take a look at the Green Bay Packers when they started losing coaches, right? And like Philbin and stuff like that. It happens all the time. That's why you have to do it right here, yeah. right now. Make the necessary moves. Sign the veterans. Spend the money. Do what you got to do. There's nothing above the repeat. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the Seahawks, they lost Gus Bradley. And they yeah, lost, and they lost uh, a good quality coach in Dan, Dan Quinn. Quinn. So I mean, once the, you lose those pieces, it's that, tough. That legion of doom, and then you're, and then you're, and then you're, and then you're, legion you're, you're of gloom. Yeah, yeah you're, you're signing your players who won you those championships, the big contracts, which later on in their, you know, contract you can no longer afford them anymore. Right. So you got to let them go. You got to let a Richard Sherman go to fucking Seattle. And you have to draft really well. Right. And you have to draft. Mm-hmm. You have to make every – and that's what also I like about this Eagles front office. I was worried about Joe Douglas moving on at the end of the year, yeah, getting himself little, another oof. GM position. Mm-hmm. If you take a look at the picks that they've made over the last two years, they've been able to squeeze a whole hell yeah. of a lot out of those picks. They have, man. The, they have the Douglas scent all, all, all over those uh, decisions. Yeah. Um, and I think I think the best thing about the, this franchise is they invested in the trenches like like no other. You look across the league, this team has poured in like you know more than fifty percent of their uh, budget into the trenches. The Eagles' backup defensive line is better than some teams' I know. starting defensive line. It's, it's crazy, and it's yeah. kind of revolutionary way of going about it too, because they rotate them out like hockey lines. Mm-hmm. You know, you got your first line in. All right, they're in for you know series, and then you got or or you know a uh, uh, first down or whatever. How many plays? And then they just rotate, just like the Flyers do. Another line comes in, and that and like you said, their backup, their second line on the defensive line is better than a lot of the first ones for a lot of other teams. That keeps them fresh. Gotta love it, man. It's gonna be a brick wall next oh, year. Ah, and it's built in the try, trenches. Try running against that. And That's scary. Down. Imagine being the Giants. Why would Jonathan Stewart sign behind that offensive oh line? My God. Being as old as he is, and they just lost one. They, of they lost Weston Rich, yeah. Rich, Rich, Rich going to and 49ers. they lost out on Norwell. Yeah, yep. Everybody crazy. was banking on them signing Norwell. They better get somebody in there. They better get somebody. Well, why do I fucking care? Like I, I, I was sitting there like, why do I fucking care? <laughs> like, fuck they're they're, they're going to feast on Eli. Because I was like, get him some blockers. I'm like, fuck, why do I fucking care? Again, this, this, this Philadelphia Eagles team, before free agency has even officially kicked off, as it stands right now, is better than the team they just won a Super Bowl with. 
with better pieces and an insurance policy in Nick Foles. Yeah. So before we get to the Twitter questions, all right, to put a bow on it, we just uh, reviewed all the moves. Nick Foles is still here. Chances are he still, probably still will be here. Howie's not done. I think we can all agree on no, that. He, uh, he, there's no. going to be some dark horse shocker moves for picks. For sure. Don't be surprised if some of these players are hung on to until the draft time to see how everything else shapes out. And the, there's dark horse moves, man. There's one coming. There's one coming that's going to surprise a lot of people. We're going to have mixed emotions. I got another one. You got another one? Another one. All right. Cameron Meredith from the Bears. Played for Mike Groh. Was there when Joe Douglas was there. And they just signed two receivers today. Already had so he's a receiver. Kevin White. Yeah. Yep. I don't even know who the fuck he was. <laughs> but he's, 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 he's He had a, a good year on the Groh. He had a good year on he the Groh? Right? He got injured, right? He got injured last year. Outstanding. All right, so let's bring it off to the uh, Twitter questions. Philly Mike, take it away, my friend. All right, next. This question is from our good buddy, Big Shirley. He Big Shirley. He says, if you had to pick one follower to run the Eagles team, who would it be? Uh, one follower to run the Eagles organization. Zomp. Oh, oh hell no. <laughs> no. No, my God. They'd be the Cleveland Browns if Zomp was at the wheel. It'd be all white players. <laughs> it'd, be all, it'd, be, it'd be an all white team. If Zomp would no. And Lee would be the general I, I, manager. Honestly, <laughs> I would have uh, Mr. Gail Saunders running the team. Whoa. Yeah. If I had to pick one follower, I wouldn't consider him a follower, but I would I would trust Eagle Sessions to uh, to get the job done. To not trade Brandon Graham. Get the fuck out of here. Explore the possibility of trading Jason Peters. <laughs> and uh, Black Joe Douglas over here. I was trying to be the black Ray Diddinger, but uh, <laughs> I, I would pick you, bro. Oh no, stop. All right. All right. We're going to a different I'm question. Sick, I'm sick, man. That's I'm it. Sick. We're going to a different question. I got to be honest. After uh, looking at all the takes that are going across Twitter, I'm not sure if I would elect any of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is amazing. Like, I, I thought that maybe winning a Super Bowl, right, would kind of calm down the take machine that is Eagles Twitter. Oh no, Nothing is above the repeat. Nothing is That's above. That's what you said. Nothing is above the repeat. You thought it was going to go down. It's going high. No, yeah, no, no. The, ta- the takes and the arguments, man, Eagles Twitter never change. Please never change. You always keep it entertaining. I got a question from uh, Brother Frank. He says, other than Michael Bennett, which of these new acquisitions do you think will contribute the most to the team in 2018? At least so far. I think Daryl Worley will we'll get in there once Ooh. we move another uh, cornerback out. Hmm. I, th- I know it's so early as shit. Early. It, 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 it's really it's early. Not, I want to. I, I want to go, go Nada. Yeah, but when you're yeah. on, when you already have the number one rush defense in yeah. the NFL, it's kind of hard. To, but what are you going to be better than number? You can't. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say Bennett. Bennett's going to make. Uh, you know, especially the amount of snaps that he took in Seattle versus the amount of snaps that he's going to take here. He's going to be fresher. He's going to be fresh more dangerous. He's going to be fresh as fuck, and he's going to have those wheels spinning. He's going to be after quarterbacks, and he's going to be hitting those motherfuckers. So I'm going to go say Bennett. Yeah, I'm going to have to go say Bennett. It's too early. It's kind of too early. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, next question is from at Big Mike was taken. He says, do you guys think the release of Selleck and the restructuring of uh, Lane Johnson's contract hit the Bennett brothers in Philly? Martellus Bennett and Michael Bennett together like in the that. same team? talks about that. Yeah. They've How? always wa- they've wanted to play together since, what, were they together in college? Texas a yeah. yeah, they were together at Texas. Marcellus is a more of a receiving threat than he he's a terrible blocker. No, he's a good blocker. He's a good blocker? He's a good blocker. I know there was something. He's a good blocker. He is a good blocker. You sure about that? I am. He is sure. Okay. Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> was, there was something about his blocking, whether it was good or bad, but he, he is more of a pass, pass He's a catcher. blockhead. He's a blockhead. Okay. 
Got yo. I think if you're looking to bring in a veteran blocking tight end, he's the one you want to replace Brett Selleck with. Okay. All right. Yeah. That, when you said block head, though, what did you mean by that? Well, the whole thing with Green Bay last year. Uh, yeah, well, was he injured? Was he not? That was with the uh, training staff, too. That was like with they, the training staff. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. All right. We'll see. We'll monitor it. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe the brothers reunite. All right. We got a question from Matt Zach Chris. He says, besides Sam Bradford and Paul Richardson, uh, what is the most ridiculous contract so far since uh, this free agency period starting? Hey. Most ridiculous. It's gotta say Kirk Cousins, eighty-six I, 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 million dollars, fully guaranteed. Eighty-six guaranteed. Yeah. What, what if he falls down the stairs like next week? Well, the 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 the, 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 the problem when I saw the Kirk Cousins contract, I have to tip my hat to the Vikings, and I love shitting all over the Vikings for this point. They were knocking on the door of a Super Bowl, right? right. So they know the position they're in. They know there was one quarterback out there that was the best veteran quarterback, and they went and they got him. The thing that stood out to me about that contract wasn't the money. It was the fully guaranteed part. Mm, Because I know there's 31 other GMs around the NFL calling Ziggy Wolf up, being like, Ziggy, what the fuck are you doing? We got a CBA to renegotiate in a couple years, and you're handing out fully guaranteed contracts? That's going to be the biggest sticking point of the new CBA, is fully guaranteed contracts. Now you're just throwing it out all willy-nilly? He's going to set a trend. He's going to set a trend. You already saw other players tweeting about it. Wait till fucking Aaron Rodgers comes around. (laughs) Like, he's going to, like, you you see Kirk Cousins, then everyone's waiting for the Aaron Rodgers deal. Yeah. Because that's going to fucking set the mark for everybody. And then wait till the Wentz deal. And then Wentz is like, "Praise the Lord, I'm going to give you a discount." The minute the minute you say the minute you say fully guaranteed contract, that completely for the other owners, and again, it's going to be the major sticking point, reduces any leverage. Yeah, it reduces any leverage that they had in that sort of negotiation because now the players, the NFLPA, can go to them and say, "Well, you're already giving out guaranteed contracts. There's some teams out there that are doing it. Why can't they all be guaranteed?" So I get I and listen, the Vikings are going to be something to reckon with next year. As much as I love shitting on them and their fans, mainly because of their crybaby bitch ass fans. <laughs> you know, you get a Dalvin Cook back, and now you got a Kirk Cousins along yeah, with that I defense. Mean, they got some pieces. Isn't it funny that the top three teams in the NFC all got better? They did. The Ra- the Rams and their defensive backfield got better. The Philadelphia Eagles got better, and the Vikings might have at an early point in the season made the biggest jump right. out of all of them. Pukey. I think the. I got to see the Kirk Cousins deal before I say that, but I got one Sam Bradford for twenty million. Yeah, yeah. I I, I just think the Cardinals are in panic mode. I just think the Cardinals right now are in panic mode. They're in a not a very advantageous spot in the middle of the pack of the draft in a quarterback heavy first round with a lot of other teams that have a lot of more assets to move around. Yeah, I mean the Rams did some things too. What's that? The Rams. Yeah, they made some moves. Yeah. They got stronger. Yeah. All right, next question. Uh, let's see. Next question is from uh, at Big E58. He says, uh, who's more likely to be traded, Darby, McLeod, or Kendricks? Who's more likely to Nelson, be traded? Nelson, take this one. This is your favorite. You already know what he's going to say. I would say Darby. Yeah. yeah Darby. It's a long you already know what he's going to say. <laughs> uh, McLeod, they have to figure out something with his contract. Uh, they don't, they're not deep at safety. So they have Malcolm Jenkins, one of the top safeties in the NFL, and then they have McLeod, who's, you know, a, a, a pretty big cap hit there. Yeah. Um, they're not 
deep at linebacker. They're so deep at corner right now. Yeah. And that's such oh a... My, that's so different from yeah. any other year. Yeah. When, when, you know, we're so accustomed to the Namdi Asamoah age. Bradley Fletcher. And the Bradley Fletchers. And the, and the, Byron Carrie Williams. And the Carrie Williams. And Rock Carmichael. Uh-huh. All right, so, so his cap, uh, Rodney McLeod's cap hit is 8.4. That's still, that's still a lot. Rodney McLeod right now is making more money than the rest of your cornerbacks combined. Think about that. Sidney Jones is the highest paid cornerback right now. All of them. All of them. And you would have money (laughs) left over. Right? Oh, yeah. 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 And you would would have money left over. But out of all of them, you got to anticipate it's going to be one of the cornerbacks is going to get moved. And out of all of them, Darby seems like the logical choice. Is that it? That's it for the Twitter Twitter questions. questions. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for coming in and uh, and singing along with us for the freaking uh, for the freaking show. Free agency show was kind of fun, man. Yeah, man, we went long. We talked it out. We could we, we 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 could have went longer. <laughs> we could have went longer. Probably. We have around the league. If you want to do that, you got around the league. Yeah, Justin, hey. you want to do around the league? Still ready to go. All right, fuck it. Let's do around the league. Go for it. All right, works. You got the music playing. Uh, anyway, hey. All right, <laughs> <laughs> All right we already touched on uh, some of these things, but uh, I just want to touch a little bit more on uh, Richard Sherman going to the 49ers. What you guys thought? Going to a rival. I love that move. Going from uh, staying in the NFC West <laughs> just to really stick it to the team, stuck it to him. Negotiated his own contract. Yeah. No yeah, agent. I'm, yeah, I'm not, a, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of that. I don't see how that makes I think it was an incentive-based contract. Uh, also, I mean, he's, he's a West Coast guy. He grew up out there. You know, he, he knows where he want, wants to play at and stay at. He's a, he's a Cali guy. Did you see that tweet that he put out to all the fans who were, like, messaging him about, yeah. like, you know, kind of bitching at him to go into a rival? He's like, why don't you blame the team that let me go instead of I mean, me going to the team that wanted me? They're burning his fucking Preach. jerseys. Yeah, that's so, so fucking why, stupid. On, yeah, like, yo. The guy helped you win a fucking Super Bowl. And there's Seahawks fans burning his jersey and I, shit. I, I swear to Jesus, I don't. I never want to see any Eagles fans... Unless they go to the Cowboys. I can understand that a little bit. But I want to see any Eagles fan ever burning a jersey of a guy who was on that Super Bowl roster. That makes absolutely no, se- no sense to me. Yeah, Speaking yeah. about burning jerseys, though, before we get uh, too deep into it, we, uh, <coughs> we tipped the 7,000 mark on the license plate guy jersey burning extravaganza. So we're close. We have to get to that 10,000... Uh, dollar mark to have a shot at it. He said he, he had a Giants fan that had offered him 7500 on the spot and he denied it. Yeah, he denied it because he's going to wait to see what we do. Yep. So, you know, go, it's my pinned tweet at the Mighty E-Rock. Go check it out. Um, it's a great foundation. The Tom Coughlin J-Fund Foundation uh, does a phenomenal job of aiding families that have children battling cancer. So it's a wonderful charity. And if anything, Eagles fans, that's the jersey that we should be burning, and we are going to do it at the home opener tailgate. Please, even if it's five dollars, just burn what you can, or just burn what you can. Donate, donate what you. Yes, pukey. Can I throw up on the jersey instead? Uh, listen, I don't know. After burning yeah, and just... throwing up on the jersey at the same time, right, we, pretty, yeah. uh... we're trying to make this like a media stunt, like a media event. Uh, I don't know yeah, if that's yeah, gonna. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> all right, what else you got, Ev? Uh, all right, so the Cleveland Browns. Uh, one and thirty-one over the past two years. However, after their fires, their recent fire sale, they got Tyrod Taylor, Flash Gordon, Jarvis Landry, and Corey Coleman to uh, to start in their uh, in their offense right now. You think they can win? I don't know what four Congra- or five yeah, games. Yeah, congratulations! <laughs> you just won five games, and they got Duke, they got Duke Johnson. They're, they're going to get Barkley. David Joku. 
The, I just yeah, really see the Browns game Barkley too. He drafting a running back number yeah. one overall. Uh, yeah. They have like a ton of money. They can do whatever they want. They have a ton of draft picks. Mm-hmm. They, they, can analytics. Trade for they had a ton of draft picks last year too, didn't they? Well, I mean, they've acquired so many picks. I mean, this is for the reason. So now they, they can do whatever the fuck they want. They if could they, trade. They, they screw this up. Peters. They could trade for Jason <laughs> Peters. <laughs> uh, Joe Thomas didn't say he's coming back yet. No. Right? Oh. And, they were, oh. and they were trying to get Nate Solder. So if they don't oh. get Nate Solder. Gail. Could he be thinking like Chris Long? Maybe. Uh... <laughs> ship, ship, ship Yoda to Cleveland? <laughs> oh, that's so disrespectful. That, that is so disrespectful. <laughs> you can't do it. No, like, like, especially after he just tricked out <laughs> no. his truck the way he yeah, did. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. Ride around oh, Ohio. phenomenal. What the fuck the truck? I'm not not trading a guy because he just tricked it. Imagine him rolling into fucking Cleveland. Stadium with that truck. That's the amazing thing about Cleveland. Like, despite how much cap room you have, like, you still have to convince free agents to sign there. Like, you can only throw so much money against the wall to see if it sticks. Yeah. Like, who really wants to fucking play in Cleveland? No. Can I commute from you, L.A.? You can't send, <laughs> you can't send <laughs> Peters out there. You see that picture with Peters, like, hugging the Super Bowl trophy? He's, like, sleeping with it. Yeah. There's no way you could let that, that fucking Yoda go. But if, but, if, but if you're thinking, you just said earlier that if he's not in your long-term plans... Right, that's the argument you use for Brandon Graham. But he's part round of, two. He's, he's, <laughs> part, he's a part of our soul. He'll always be a part of our soul. <laughs> Brent Salik will be a part of our soul. But you saw the you saw the numbers there. Is it, is it worth it? I'm no. saying I'm saying if he, you, if you can he, move Peters no. if you can but uh, again like, we're, go, uh, we're going back like, to the draft. Big V is big, big V did a, a phenomenal job. <sighs> he, did, he did a yeah. service. Yo, he's job. half the man that fucking. Jason Peters is. Yeah. yeah, but Jason Peters is is an old man. Are you trying to say he's half the man? No, he's not. He used to be. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying he's old. He's not long term. So if we're going to go by the Howie structure, we're going to get younger at the position and cheaper at the position. So he's Yoda with a torn ACL. And do you trust Vitae on Carson Wentz's backside? What I would do uh, if I if I had my dra- if I had my drummers about it, you're you're drafting uh, you're drafting a tackle, right? And with the 32nd second pick, pick, or if you move back, you know, somewhere in the second round. For sure. All right? That that way, it's you're grooming a guy, and it's uh, you, you're getting rid of some salary cap. And, and Jason Peters would be a, a move with a pick. In other words, like, okay, we'll trade Jason Peters and a, and a, and a fifth or four, one of our fours to get up in the, in the early third. Long term, you just said long term <laughs> plans. How much long term? Like, are, 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 is he going to be like old man, man Peters? Peters is a fucking legend. He is a legend, <laughs> and he was the man before he got hurt, and that wasn't his fault. Someone rolled up into his shit. Yeah, so he still. But we won one without him. Like we did it without. Came him. back from. We didn't do it without Bradham. Hey, he was. Coaching. We didn't do it without Bradham. He was coaching. Who would, you ra- who would you rather have, Bradham or, or Peters? We're going through this again. <laughs> Come on. Peters. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, next one. Uh, so, uh, recently a video <laughs> surfaced of one Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, in, a, in a hotel room show. with a I'll, – I'll, I'll tell you what was on the, on his, in his bed. You tell me what was most surprising. <laughs> the female uh, was got, the most surprising. Yeah, 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 took my joke. We had the pepperoni pizza. OBJ seemed to be smoking pot. OBJ seems more of a sausage guy. He does seem like a sausage guy. Salchitsa. And there was also a there was a female who seemed to be what? A female? What? Who seemed to be chopping up a little bit of booger sugar? Booger sugar. So. 
I, I, I tweeted this out. Here's a little-known fact uh, for the drug uh, testing policy with the NFL. There's a very short 30-day window. The NFL lets you know. They know. They, they let the agents know when that window is going to be. Mm-hmm. So you would be shocked at the amount of players that are smoking weed. Right you, now. At, right this now, very now moment. at this very moment. I'm I w- serious. I would, not yeah, deny I'm that. serious. I would not deny that at all. But <laughs> to let a video get out like that is well, a completely different story. Well, that's yeah. just sloppy. Yeah, that's and that's somebody work. else's phone who did it. Real exactly. quick for a couple seconds and had every intention of fucking selling it. Do you think? Do you think Odell Beckham is more of a problem <laughs> to his locker room than he is a help? I I just think he. There's a Giants contingency out there think, that wants him traded. I think he's he's more of like a I don't know. It seems like a, a me guy. Yeah, yeah. you could like, say that. Like, like I was saying when I went to when when I went to training camp, I never seen a dude dance that much at a football practice <laughs> in my entire <laughs> fucking life. Eighty percent of the practice, Odell dabbing. Doing all this shit The whole practice I'm like dude And the players are looking at him like Could you stop Spending any time with the players Like he would Take a sip of water Then look at the fans And the fans would go crazy Mm -hmm. There was so many like Ladies there And it was just weird dude I'm like It's a weird vibe It's a weird vibe with him He's gonna go to Cleveland Next year with Jarvis Jarvis Landry Yeah fucking Like if I'm the Giants I I would try to maximize My value for him right now Because you can't walk around The locker room Like a Howie Roseman To say hey Odell Can you do us a solid The organization a solid Take a pay cut yeah, because Odell strike you as the type of guy to be Yoda like a Jason Peters and fucking rally the troops. Yeah, he'll tell you Could you go to Odell and say, hey, do you think we should sign this free agent? No, you go to him for hair tips. Yeah, you go to him for hair tips. You know. And booger sugar. And booger sugar. Yeah. I mean I, but granted he, he's one of the best wide receivers I, I've ever seen. Yeah. I just think he has to grow up and you know, if you want to be a leg like if Chris Carter grew up, you know, yeah. he was yeah. doing the booger sugar. It became an all-pro after that, so I feel like... He needed that change of scenery. You just got to grow up and realize that you're the face of the franchise. And so often they don't. And if you were to talk to a a Chad Johnson, a Terrell Owens, even a Randy Moss to some extent, and be like, revisit it. Not Not that any of those guys were as bad, maybe Chad, but as bad as an Odell Beckham Jr. And say, you know, like... You got to calm that shit down, man. Because after your post career, you kind of look back on some of that stuff and you're like, ah, I could have done more. I could have done better. I could have done. Yeah. Very limited time. You got anything else? I just got one question for you guys. (laughs) Are you ready? Are you ready? Um, So the Eagles, you could say definitely between (coughs) last year and this year, we're a turnaround team. I want to get your guys' take on what you think the dark dark horse turnaround team in the league is going to be. I realize this is pre-draft, but after what you've seen in free agency, who can you see turning the ship around? Chicago Bears. Mm. Really? Chicago Bears. I like that answer. I, th- I think I think Minnesota is going to be a force to be reckoned with, but they but they were yeah. good last year. I can year. see the 49ers for sure. I like the 49ers as well. Yeah. I think uh, they have the right pieces in place. Quarterback, uh, they're coming off a nice win streak at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Depending on what happens with the rest of the offseason, you can see the Buffalo Bills. Because if the Patriots are declining, right, the Miami Dolphins are an absolute train wreck. The Jets are the Jets. Yeah. It's about time that somebody else in the AFC East was crowned new new big dog over there. It's time to sweep the leg. It's time to sweep the leg. End the fucking Patriots dynasty. All right, we are good, my friends. Again, we thank you for tuning in. The 4th and John will be joining you next Tuesday at 9 o'clock. Same bad time, same bad place. We'll be talking about all the moves that Howie Roseman has made, along with uh, some of those dark horse shockers. Save Yoda. Sa- <laughs> Something's going to happen. Save Yoda. Something's going to happen. They can't stay at the salary cap they're at right now, going into the draft. Some of those assets are going to be moved during the draft. All we need is $3 million. 
All you need is three mil. Yep. Start a GoFundMe. All right, let's say it loud. Let's say it proud, and we'll see you next week. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! You want Eagles football? We're talking Eagles football. You're listening to 4th and John. Wait, what the f*** is a John anyway? Finish him. Aye, aye, aye. How about them Cowboys? Yeah! I'm going to make him an offer he can with you. What the Asshole. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! Go Bears! Go Bears! We just won the fucking Super Bowl, you jaw motherfucker! Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt. A classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow. But I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters, because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com Mike. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.